Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to my weekly email newsletter, Friday Focus. Each Friday, I focus on one topic with one action arising. The link to sign up is in the show notes or head over to amyrolinson.com and sign up right now. Hello and welcome to 2023. How were your holidays and your New Year's Eve celebrations? Or does it seem like almost a month ago? Well, it probably does because that's what it is. I had a truly wonderful break. I was able to really switch off from all work-related matters and was totally present for my family. After driving to see my husband's family on Christmas Day morning, we then bedded back at home for a few days with my mum and her dog. We wined, dined, pulled crackers, played games, completed jigsaw puzzles, went on long walks, watched movies. Well, actually, we just watched Top Gun Maverick three times. We also relaxed in the hot tub and we listened to music and played some music-related games, music-related bingo. But on the 30th of December, there was a complete change of scenery that beckoned us. My family, along with my daughter's partner, made the trip over to Sweden to be with my cousin's family to welcome in the new year. My cousin and I have spent many New Year's Eve celebrations together over the decades and we very much enjoy one another's company. This year was to be no exception. We managed to recreate the fond memories that we shared as teenagers together. This time, it was with our own teenage children and partners. Ten of us gathered to create new moments, which I know we will each treasure for years to come. We played with a dog on the windy, wintry beach. We walked in the wet, dark woods and even swam in a sea. Well, those who are brave enough to, that was. Not not me. We also spent time in the kitchen preparing delicious meals, time around the table reflecting on the year past and the year to come, time playing games and singing, all time well spent. These are perfect examples of the moments that I live for. These are the relationships that truly make my heart sing. These are the key pieces that go towards completing the jigsaw of life. To be able to share moments of wonder, joy, happiness and love with those who are special to me is, I believe, critical to living with purpose. Relationships are built over time. They require your effort, your love and your attention. What you put into relationship is what you get back. And yet you also get so much more, which is immeasurable. Relationships are shaped by the experiences you have with others. Without other people and the wonderful relationships you form with them, The world can be a lonely place. Nurture the key relationships to live with purpose. And as we start 2023, what relationships will you be building, nurturing and developing this year? Who will you choose to give your gift of your time? Talking of time, let's get cracking on today's Reflections with Actions. First up is episode 317, Drive Change with Matt Black. Born and raised in the Australian outback, Matt Black left home aged 14 and put himself through college whilst sofa surfing. Working several jobs around the clock simply to put meals on the table, Matt set up a business which made him a millionaire teenager before he even graduated. With no formal qualifications, Matt went on to build and sell several successful companies to become a serial entrepreneur, philanthropist, author, feminist, environmentalist, changemaker and futurist. 
Matt's personal goal is to positively impact the lives of millions by enabling them to forge a better world for all of us. Matt may have swapped the desert life for the boardrooms and speaker podiums of America and more recently London. He may be writing books and creating impact in businesses wherever he goes. However, one thing is certain. Purpose-driven, values-based and ethical with the desire to create a positive impact in the world as a natural creator of opportunities and a gifted problem solver, Matt's core focus has been and continues to be to drive change. Change is the only certainty we have in life. It is a universal truth. What once was will not be again. Matt's driver was simple, to elevate himself out of poverty and to be able to feed himself. He stumbled across a solution and then learnt how to build, how to serve and how to solve. So many guests come onto my podcast and share how their purpose arose from a challenging personal circumstance. Matt said that now is a time of new beginnings. The last two years with a pandemic has been nothing but trauma, disruption, economic collapse, financial crisis and now the cost of living crisis. In the world of business, the bigger the crisis, the more opportunities there are. The bigger the changes that are going on, the more people need to master and hold on to drive change for themselves. So if there's ever a time that the planet needed people to step up and do things, it's now. Life is a constant thread of new beginnings, day in, day out. New beginnings are happening all around you. It is time. It's time to be in action. But what does being in action mean? It's not just a case of functioning. It's about being you and moving forward, about the steps you take, about making things happen. Start making your dreams a reality. Have your goals and know the changes that need to happen for you to not just be in action, but be effective in action. So what will you do? What changes will you make? What impact on your environment or community will you have? These Reflections with Actions episodes are specifically here to instigate, promote and endorse action being taken. Nothing ever happened to those who did nothing. For those who choose a life of meaningful impact, the results will benefit all involved. This is a joy that arises from purposeful action. Not only do you go on to grow and thrive, but so do those around you. Persistence pays off. It may sound like a pipe dream that Matt holds to level up the whole planet, But with every step towards the goals he has set, it becomes more of a possibility than an impossibility. Entrepreneurism is not a one-man sport. It's a team effort and involves a collaborative approach and persistence. The subject of persistence came up in a Q&A session at my son's school last week. The guest speaker was Eddie Jones, former England rugby coach, now Australia's rugby coach. He'd run a training session for them, for the under 16 to 18 rugby teams, and then he was open to receiving over an hour's worth of questions from the pupils and the teachers. My son Eddie, the school's first 15 rugby captain, asked the first question about why is he getting injured so much? Eddie Jones was quick to reply that to get injured, you're most likely doing something wrong. Well, my Eddie replied that he was receiving different injuries to which Jones said, that my son must be doing several things wrong. Ouch, some hard truths for my son right there. Many excellent questions were posed covering topics such as talent versus hard work, vital player attributes needed, the effectiveness of coaching skills and techniques, and the importance of mindset, motivation and leadership qualities. 
A standout moment for me was when Joan said, it's not the winning or losing of games, it's the relationship with the players that matter most to me. It's about respect. When he first started coaching, he said he'd wanted to be liked. He learned that that was not the right way to work and that to be respected was a much better objective to hold. Joan spoke about how some players are more coachable than others and that everyone wants to be a coach, however very few people are able to coach well. In rugby, he coaches mindset more than any other aspect as it is a player-driven game. He said that attitude was more important than talent. To be willing to train in all weathers, have a persistence to learn, develop and grow were key to winning performance. He gave an example of this winning mindset strategy of persistence using Richie McCaw, arguably one of the greatest rugby players of all time. Apparently, Richie McCaw had written down a goal aged 15 that he would be the best all-black player ever. With his pursuit of success through persistence, effort and hard work, McCaw made it happen. Jones demonstrated that he is persistent with his own learning, sharing that he will continue to learn, grow and coach until someone says, you've had enough. Currently, age 62, Jones is still very much learning, growing and coaching and is in a high-level mastermind with other coaches from different sports. They meet once a month virtually and share all the problems they're each facing. Jones said, we're coaches from all different sports. It's like AA. We share all our problems every month with one another. It's fantastic. From my own experience of running and being in masterminds, I recognise the power of the mastermind and how it always works its wonders, finding solutions from the extra brain that's formed through the combined knowledge, insights and experiences accumulated over the years between all the members. Coming home from the session with Eddie Jones, one of my son's friends said to me, reflecting on his attitude to his academia and sport, my parents often remind me that hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Wise words that beautifully sum up my message on persistence today. So don't give up on your dreams. If you focus on persistence, you will achieve what you desire. What does persistence mean to you? What do you want to achieve in life? And how will being persistent help you to get it? Harness the knowledge and skill sets of others around you. And as Matt Black is, you will drive change. Next up is episode 318, Navigate That World with Stephen Witten. Knowing from an early age that he was somehow different, Stephen carried a secret for decades as he didn't know how to navigate that world. Not navigate the world, navigate that world. A specific world of unknown territory that Stephen did not dare to venture into. Now he does, and his purpose is to help others who are struggling to navigate their worlds. So how do you overcome the challenges you face when navigating a world that perhaps goes against societal expectations? Stephen said to be open, be honest, be curious, be genuinely curious about the world and the people in it. Just look deep inside yourself. There's nothing in there that isn't healable. What else can you do other than being authentic and true to yourself and to your own values, beliefs and goals? Well, you can educate yourself about the issues and topics that are important to you and be prepared to have informed and respectful conversations with others. This can help to broaden your perspective and provide you with the tools to advocate for yourself and others. It's important to be prepared for challenges and obstacles that may arise as you navigate a world that goes against societal expectations. Developing a resilient mindset can help you to bounce back from setbacks and maintain a positive outlook. Stand up for what you believe in. Speak up and take action when you see discrimination or injustice in your community. 
By standing up for what you believe in, you can help to create positive change and make the world a more inclusive and equitable place for everyone. Taking charge of your physical, emotional and mental well-being is essential when navigating a world that does go against societal expectations. Making sure to set aside time for yourself to relax, recharge and engage in activities that bring you joy and fulfilment. Be respectful of other people's choices and opinions, especially if they're different from your own. Be kind, empathetic and understanding. Everyone's journey is unique and different in life. Menable was created off the back of Stephen's own struggles with a clear purpose and mission to change cultures in male-dominated and performance-driven businesses, enabling the mental health stigma to be removed. Build a support network and surround yourself with friends, family, mentors or other like-minded individuals who will support and encourage you rather than judge or criticise you for being different. Stephen spoke of some of the friends and family that he had lost over the recent years with the changes that he's now embraced in his life. Whilst it is natural to drift apart from some people as your circumstances and environments change as you grow, adapt and evolve, not wanting to move on from friends or family who aren't open to recognising your beliefs can be difficult. It's important to remember that not everyone will agree with you or understand your beliefs and that's okay. Sometimes it's better to move on from these friendships that are not serving you well and to focus on building positive relationships that bring you joy and support. However, if you do wish to make amends, then communicating openly and honestly how their lack of recognition of your beliefs makes you feel and ask them to understand where you're coming from. Explain it's okay to disagree and that it's still important to respect one's right to hold these different views, beliefs and opinions. Perhaps give them space. Time works wonders. If your friends or family aren't open to recognising your beliefs, it may be best to give them space and focus on other relationships with people who will be more supportive for you right now. It's not necessary to cut off contact entirely, but taking a step back may be beneficial for both of you. Reflect on the nature of the friendship and decide if it is worth continuing. If the relationship is toxic or causing you distress, it may be best to let it go. A point I want to draw on here is Stephen touched on the concept of the homophily bias, which is to interact with similar others in terms of ethnicity, gender and religious outlooks. Homophily can have a number of implications for male-dominated industries. One potential effect is that it can reinforce and exacerbate gender disparities within the industry, as men may be more likely to form relationships and advance professionally with other men rather than women. This can lead to a lack of diversity and representation of women in leadership roles and decision-making positions. Additionally, homophily can also lead to a lack of diverse perspectives and ideas within the industry, potentially limiting innovation and progress. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The cycle continues and the problem magnifies as more and more men find themselves in an environment that fuels poor mental health. I saw firsthand the effects and huge toll that this can take with my own husband within the financial world. Luckily, we spotted it early enough and we made significant changes in our own lifestyle. He left the industry and speaking with friends who still remain in it, it seems that it hasn't really changed much since he left in 2019. Stephen seeks to address men's mental health, but he cannot do it alone. He needs your help. I believe that there are several simple, effective ways that together we can address mental health stigma in the workplace, particularly in these performance-driven environments. 
More education and resources on mental health is needed within organisations to increase understanding and awareness of mental health issues, reduce the stereotypes and promote empathy and support. I encourage you as a leader to openly discuss mental health and to lead by example by taking care of your own mental health and actively promoting mental well-being in the workplace. Easier said than done, I know, but it has to be achieved through a combined effort from the bottom up and a top down approach to be really effective and create a culture of openness and support. It sounds simple, yet it isn't the norm. Addressing mental health stigma is not an overnight transition. It is a continuous process that requires ongoing effort, commitment and collaboration. I wonder when it will be in the future that when we will look back in time and say, why didn't they just create a culture where employees felt comfortable to discuss their mental health and where support and understanding were the norm? A place where employees are encouraged to seek help without fear of negative consequences. I know that it will happen one day, and perhaps this is the moment that the tide turns, that the seed was planted and started to take its root. How special would that be? Stephen's superpower is that he is an ordinary guy because he looks, sounds and acts like just anyone who could work in a car dealership. So his ordinary guy superpower is driving the fact that he can speak up for these things, talk about being open and honest and hopefully inspire other people to do the same. How about you? What's your mission? What ordinary superpowers do you have which will inspire others to act? It is your responsibility to speak up for things that are not right to stand for or against issues. Be an ambassador, be an ally or be an advocate for what matters to you. My next episode, I changed my mind several times between calling it bringing the calm or building the present. I decided on the latter. Episode 319 was building the present with Alexis Kingsbury. Are you conscious of being able to free up your time, reduce your stress and create greater impact in the world? This is the focus for award-winning entrepreneur and multiple business owner Alexis Kingsbury and for his clients. Through his work, Alexis has helped hundreds of business leaders save thousands of hours of their time each year, enabling them to work more effectively and unlock their business's growth. Creating a better balance, picking your purpose and knowing how to intentionally spend the time you free up is how you are consciously building the present. Alexis said, what I am building is actually in real time building the present. What is our day-to-day experience together? For me, some of my most important moments in my day are running with the children into school in the morning and having breakfast with them. Alexis is walking the walk and talking the talk. He is showing how his focus on his family comes first at the beginning of his day. And that is a compromise he is not willing to forego. Precious, simple, everyday moments can be overlooked when you're building a future. Living with purpose is about living in the present. I hear people speaking about balance all the time, about creating a better balance in their life with the key areas that matter most to them. However, some are so focused on building a future that they live more in the future and ignore what is in the present. Before they know it, their future has arrived and they miss so much that is now well in the past. Alexis shared that he was oblivious to the enormity of the impact it was having, but now he is aware of what he could do differently. He's passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to avoid this situation and avoid the trap to spend more time on what matters most. Building the present and bringing the calm is his focus. What do you do to bring the calm? What does that phrase even mean to you? 
For me, it's about slowing life down, preventing being whipped into a frenzy and being swept along with a current. I find so often that water metaphors show up in my life, especially to teach me what I need to learn. Bringing the calm, I can picture a calm seascape where all is well at sea. Walking along the beach in Sweden over several days, the sea changed its form daily. On New Year's Day, it was rolling and crashing onto the beach angrily with powerful and relentless wave after wave. And the next day, it was mirror-like, flat as a pancake, with waves gently lapping on the sand. One felt impossible to navigate and the other was much more manageable. Days can be like this too. However, when you have a clear purpose and understand what matters most, you can bring the calm and build the present. What matters to you now? Is it really that different to what mattered to you when you were young? Probably not that far from it. What you seek in mid-lessons is truth about who you've been and who you will be. It is a time of discovery that Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung describes as a night sea journey. This is a period where one experiences darkness through a transition in life to a better time to live a higher purpose. I call this transitional period midlife beginnings as you face many decisions and choices as you start to recognize and enter the next phase of your life. Something that I asked Alexis was whether you pick your purpose or whether your purpose picks you. What's your thought on this? It's an interesting question which many guests have answered differently over the years. Your experiences shape you and your course in life. So for me, it's a combination of both. A chicken and egg scenario, perhaps. Your purpose is always with you. You don't find it. It's right there. So instead of trying to find it, instead of it's about knowing when you feel you're most aligned with it and at ease in life, being able to recognize what it is and honoring it as is your responsibility. One thing is clear is that when you do what you love, not a moment seems out of harmony. It all seems so on point that every day feels a day worth living, a day well spent doing what you're meant to be doing with people you're meant to be with. Regardless of what label you put on it, the pursuit of a purpose-driven focus is at play here. Often it is as a result of a wound, a pain or a struggle. And it follows Joseph Campbell's hero's journey process. At the heart of it revolves around you spending time on what matters most to you. It's a familiar pattern that humans follow, and yet the beauty is that each journey is a truly unique one. I've just returned from a short trip to the south of France to be with my dad and brother, and this week I'm up with my mum in Stratford-on-Avon. Family is important, and I ensure that I build time and trips around my work to ensure I get my balance right in life. I'm conscious of being a role model for my children and that actions are way more important than the words I speak. Alexis spoke of excitement that he has when he finds teachable moments for his children. My children are much older now, 20 and 17, so my teachable moments arise in different ways. They see the impact that I create through my work and my podcast and what I document on social media or in my newsletters may make them cringe at times. After all, I am their mum. However, what's interesting is that many of their friends follow me and admire, support and respect my work. So I know I'm doing something right. I spoke about respect earlier with Eddie Jones and respect is a value that means a lot to me. I was thrilled to receive a beautiful reflection of the environment that one of my guests experienced at the final PSA meeting that I held as president. He said, what you have in the PSA is respect. 
respect for one another, respect for who they are and what they stand for. It's incredible. And yet no one seems to speak of it. This guest had been to three meetings and this is what he had observed as being the culture within the room on every occasion. He also said he had admired what I had achieved as regional president, how professionally the meetings were run and that I'd led the group with respect. And despite being one of the PSA's core values, it's true. No one really speaks of respect within the PSA. It's assumed as a given. And it's only when someone from outside the PSA points it out that we can recognise just how much we do hold respect for each other. What a gift that is. That we're able to share a safe space where we feel accepted by one another. Where respect is not forced, it has been built with trust. I remember my first PSA meeting back in March 2020. I turned up and I was blown away, mostly by the variety of the loud speaker shirts people were wearing. No, I'm just kidding. The moment I stepped into that room, I knew that this was going to be a pivotal moment in both my personal and business life. And I haven't looked back since. I've not experienced another membership organisation that has brought me so much richness of knowledge, diversity of industry and breadth of expertise as the PSA has. Becoming a member of, of this incredible group of people was the obvious choice. What I love is the generosity, warmth and encouragement that you receive from others. The speakers are inspiring, engaging and knowledgeable in their fields. And the format of a PSA meeting encourages honest and productive feed forward in the pursuit of growth and progress. Respect is to be found here in abundance. When I took over the role of regional president in the Southeast region in December 2021, I shared with the room that we were the lucky ones because we had found this incredible space of mutual respect. So my mission as regional president for 2022 was twofold, to raise wider awareness of the PSA to those who would benefit personally and professionally and to have fun in the process, essentially to spread the PSA love. It gave me huge pleasure to pass over the reins of the presidency to one of the first people that I met back in that first meeting in March 2020. I know Rob May will continue to grow the PSA in the Southeast region and have fun doing so because he embodies the value of respect. He listens, he's open to change, is polite and is aware of leading people the right way. What's your relationship with respect? How do you show respect for others? And how do you show respect for yourself? My next reflection is from episode 320, Grow Your Own Comfort Zone with Caroline Kavanagh. Anxiety and stress can feel like barriers that hold you back from experiencing or achieving what you desire in life. According to anxiety specialist Caroline, it doesn't have to be that way. Caroline's approach is to help you to take back control, understand your truth and to reframe judgment as opinion. This will lead to building greater resilience and a high level of control over your anxiety and stress. Ultimately, it will help you to grow your comfort zone. Caroline helps people struggling with anxiety and stress by teaching them how to use their mental powers to enjoy life. She has a passion for working with teenagers to help reverse the trend in teenage anxiety, working both for individuals and doing talks in schools, colleges and universities. She says that whatever you're facing now, as long as you stay outside of your comfort zone and you keep picking yourself up and you keep learning and doing it differently, you will grow your comfort zone. The comfort zone is a strange place, isn't it? And it's a bit of an oxymoron as it's not really comfortable at all. It's not somewhere you want to dwell in for long as you actually want to expand it. Caroline explained that anxiety can actually serve you and be good for you contrary to what you may already believe. 
is a survival technique that when we are in control of it, helps you to make life or death decisions and the necessary fight or flight responses needed to stay safe. Anxiety is therefore there to help you to perform and thrive. However, there's been a huge rise in anxiety and stress levels, which is not there to help, but hinder the progression of people's lives. Caroline's own experiences of being held back by her anxiety experiences have led her to honing her purpose within this field and to help others to manage and master their anxiety to perform. Her subtle reframes of language change people's responses and behaviours to form new habits. Subtle inner reflections take them out of their comfort zone and help them to expand the comfort zone into the unknown. The body and mind wants to push back, wants to to naturally keep you safe and prevent you from danger, risk or the fear of the unknown. In a recent coaching session, my coach was working with me to explore a trigger I was having to a particular scenario. That being, I don't like my phone ringing. My coach explained that reasons for many issues tend to come down to one or two places – love or fear. I believe this is because the same biological systems that support social bonds and reproduction also enhance the capacity to overcome fear, stress and disease. Fascinating. Does it really? If so, can living life, making decisions, understanding reactions based on love and fear be as simple as that binary choice? Perhaps it can. And when I delved into my issue deeper of my phone ringing and why I don't like it, It's because it disrupts my day, the total opposite to bringing the calm. And it presents me with the problems that I don't want to have to deal with and adding to my already very long to-do list. I discovered that I had a fear and I was afraid of becoming overwhelmed with issues that I didn't have the answer for. But when I journaled about it, I unraveled the issues and realized that problems happen all the time for me. And when I don't know something, I simply find out what I need to do to solve it and then I deal with it. I'm much more resourceful and capable than I realise and give myself credit for. So that trigger of my phone ringing in the past. Something else I wanted to reflect on in Caroline's talk was her response to my question, what is truth? She said truth is what you make of it. According to the dictionary, truth is a fact or belief that is accepted as true. Wikipedia says that a truth is considered to be universal if it is logically valid in and also beyond all times and places. An example would be that the sun gives us light, that humans are mortals, the earth revolves around the sun. So there are universal truths and there are individual truths. And my show focuses on both, what is important to the guests and what is their truth of what life means for them. If you change the word truth to view, then you can understand how truths can differ. There is my truth or view and there is your truth or view. It's not absolute. It is an opinion that may or may not be true to others, but remains true to the individual concerned. It takes courage to be true to yourself, to live a life that is true to you, to not succumb to others or societal expectations, echoing Stephen Witten's message from earlier. I created Focus on Why in 2020 out of necessity for both me and for you. I sought the truth, having faced many unanswered life questions, and I thought that by bringing on people from all walks of life to share why they do what they do, they would help share the burden of finding the answers to the questions that you may have been asking too. What I've learned is, is what Caroline shared, is that truth is personal to the individual and your truth is to be found within. The same is to be said with purpose. 
When you feel out of alignment, the chances are you are not being true to yourself and not living on purpose. Caroline and I also talked about language patterns and she brought up the words try, should, but and the phrase you make me. Notice your language. Catch yourself in the act of saying I should or I need to, I really must and pause for a moment. These are social idealisms and therefore when you're using these words or phrases, you are living other people's values or priorities and not your own truth. If you say, I desire to, I choose to, I love to, then you are more likely to achieve these as these are your highest values. And it makes a difference living and speaking your truth. It is, of course, your choice whether to live a life of truth or untruth, but I know which one I choose. Just as Caroline spoke of reframing the word judgment to opinion, a tweak of language and self-talk can make a huge difference to silencing or at least quietening the inner critic. Words are tools that we use in so many ways to communicate to others and to ourselves. However, it is about being honest and authentic in your truth. The final episode that I'm covering today is episode 321, Total Compliance with Tina Walsh, a retired policewoman with a comprehensive understanding of the law, sought to purchase investment property for some extra income. However, she discovered that the property sourcing sector was in considerable need of regulation. Property sourcing expert Tina Walsh wrote a book on the industry, started a training company and has since set up a national organisation to govern it and now wants to aid others in the industry to invest and serve with confidence. With a keen eye for detail, Tina aims to raise awareness about the many businesses that operate illegally in the sector and inspire people to operate with total compliance. In 2005, Tina and her husband, Tony, decided to invest in a buy-to-let property for extra income, but made almost every rookie mistake possible. The experience somewhat curbed their enthusiasm for property investment until late 2011, when it was suggested that property sourcing was a good sector to start a business in. Tina's aim is to increase awareness, knowledge and professionalism within the sourcing sector, sharing her immense knowledge on compliance with budding new sources, established businesses and investors alike. Now, I'm not someone like Tina who thrives on the detail, on legislation, on regulation, anywhere near as much as she does. I understand the importance of its role in society and I'm thrilled that there are people like Tina who love focusing on compliance because it means I don't have to. I'm a big picture person. If you use the wealth dynamics framework, I am what you call a star and Tina, I would imagine, is very much called a lord. It comes naturally to her and she loves it. It's her purpose to bring it to life in the way that she does. The why for Tina is the legacy. It's that thing that isn't about her at all. It's about the work that she can do and how it serves her sector. She's leading the crusade. She's following the hero's journey that I spoke of earlier. And it's no surprise to me that Tina's purpose-driven life has arisen at this time in her life. There is no sign of her passion ebbing either. She started off on her hero's journey aware of what was ahead of her. And as she shared in the episode, she described that as another door opened and you go down a different path, that she would never have thought of that path or doing it. And yet it's become a part of her overall passion. Tina has brought great meaning to her life and the meaning she has attributed to her experiences has greatly shaped the path her future is carving out for her. For Tina, that path is clear. She feels on purpose 24-7 and it feels great. 
She doesn't need to worry about the work-life balance. She describes her work as her life and she gets a tremendous buzz from doing it. She does it for both love and fear. The love of knowing that people will be safer in their investments and out of fear of what would happen if she didn't provide the service she does. She's laser focused on what her contribution is to the world and there's real magic to be found within the power of her focus. Focusing on the most important thing is the most important thing. So what can focus give you? Focus gives you power, persistence, drive, creativity, and it's critical for decision making because we're often doing way too many things. Filter out the unwanted noise as it will only sidetrack you and you'll end up not achieving much at all. Often in life, things get complicated, so I want to make things much simpler for you as I close out this Reflections with Actions episode today. To do this, start to focus on a much smaller set of things. In fact, focus on just one thing or one word to be precise. As I ready myself for the new year, I thought about the word that all my decisions and choices would be filtered through, that all my actions would be aligned with, the one focus that will drive me forward each day. Last year, for 2022, my word was adventure, and it took me on all around the world on many adventures. For 2021, it was opportunity, and many opportunities presented themselves to me. So my word for 2023, well... It's purpose. Of course it is. I've just started writing my book on purpose and it is a book that I've been wanting to write for the last two years, but I allowed other priorities to replace my writing. Now, though, it's time to complete this book. And with my chosen word of purpose, I will be reminded daily to write it. This is my one focus. So over to you. What's your word? Don't overthink it. Just go with the word that bubbles to the surface. Go with what your gut says, what your heart says, and write it down on a post-it note and stick it somewhere where you'll see it daily. Share your word with me. In fact, share it with as many people as you can, because when you have that word in mind, so many magical things will happen. It will be your driving force for 2023. So which word will you choose to be your guiding force? How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.